0: Mark Hi uh, Kass Nice being back Couple of nice things We're chatting about tonight And more so We're going back To grassroots level We're talking Club rugby In KZN Yes And it's nice to Welcome Rob Scott From Westville yes. Old Boys He's the head coach At Westville Old Boys And obviously yes. Westville have Just been promoted Into Premier Division Welcome Rob
1: Hello Rob Hello How's Mark Thanks for having me guys Welcome to Touchline Um Rob, tell us a little bit about Rob Scott. Where did it all start? Where, where you come from? Um, how did you actually end up at, at Westville? And maybe a little bit of what's your plans there? Mark is quite keen to hear what your plans are.
2: Because <laughs> uh, I think it's, it's been quite a journey for me. It's, um, I've, always, I've always loved the game of rugby. Uh, back from early days playing it, I decided to go through to, to Marysburg College for my high school career. Yeah. Um, which is probably where I really fell in love with the game properly. Um, after a few few injuries, I decided to to take on a bit of coaching, uh, which started probably a bit more seriously for me at, at Kersney College, um, yes. coaching in their under 16 and open age groups there. I then made a move to Maritzburg College to assist their first team for a year. Um, and yeah, from there, it's just been through on to, to club rugby and myself at rovers under 20s yes. and i've been now uh, it's, it's tough with COVID, but i think this is my fourth year this year at, at west for old boys as first team head coach yes. um of which we've got one full season really, and so looking forward to getting a bit more a bit more regular this year um, which should be good for everyone
0: Robbie, if i can just go back to um the rovers with under 20s and that you were quite successful there as well um for you as a coach the difference between coaching the under-20s and uh, the young guys and obviously the more senior guys. You're also fortunate now for your sins. You've got your brother there with you as well, so uh, you're coaching him too. Um, yeah. Him himself has always been a, a quality player, obviously played for Rovers for many years. Um, you guys are, are in Prem now, but before we chat about that, just your difference, how you felt in the in the transition, if I can say it like that, from junior rugby under 20s um, to, to premier or now premier division but senior rugby
2: Mark it's, I think really the, the change comes in a, in a management point of view um, your under 20s you know they they seem to soak up all the information in the world they they're very keen they're very eager sometimes maybe over eager um, but whatever info you give them they'll just they'll take all that info in whereas when you're starting to deal with senior rugby trying to call it men's rugby you've got a you've got a mix of guys that are have just are still 20 turning 21 um, and then like you said my book who's who's just gone into his 30s so it's I think for me it comes down to a lot of the man management um, and you've, again dealing with kids that are very ambitious that want to go on and play professional rugby or dealing with guys that are good at rugby but they've got a family life and and you know full time work so it's trying to get that balance right that I've I've had to try just over the last few years, but I'd say that's probably the biggest difference. It's you're dealing with you're dealing with men that um, sometimes priorities are rugby and other times the priorities not rugby. So just trying to to manage that amongst the guys is is probably the biggest difference. You know, the guys that are under 20 um, that we see at Rovers, everyone wants to be the next Springbok captain or the next Sharks captain. So trying to get ambition out of them it, it's not hard. You know, they're there training, they want to work hard. And sometimes it's not the case at seniors, so you've got to be, put a bit more effort
0: into that. So if I, if I can ask this question, I mean, as you said, you, you've been back at well, not back, you've been coaching at, at WAB now for the last four years. Obviously, we need to include COVID in that. Um, yeah. But you guys have been really been successful, winning the first division in a number of years. I know when we spoke, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before that. You said you guys aren't ready to go to Prem. Um, but you guys have done so well, you've, you've brought on quality players as well. Yes, some of them, like your boot. maybe um, thought, listen, let's go to Westville, let's play first division for a while. Here you find yourselves in, in the Premier Division and well-deserved. I remember, I think it was two seasons ago, where you played in the Murray Cup. Um, you surprised a few Premier Division sides. If I say that with respect, as a first division club playing Prem, yes. you'd expect Prem sides... I know Toti has played there by you guys before, you did very well against them, um, so it's not just about that, it's about your vision and where you want to go, um, and I know I'm putting you under pressure here now, but the union obviously allowed two first division sides to go into Prem this year, if that wasn't the case, would you guys have taken it this year?
2: Um, you say take it, you mean taking a step up this year? Yes. yes. Mark, I think we, we would have 100%. It was a case of, as you mentioned, when we when we won the the league in 2019, um, and we got to that semi final of the of the Murray Cup. <clears throat> I think uh, a reflection on management players was that, you know, Prem's a, a very different level, and while we might have had a squad to really compete for the first couple of weeks, once injuries hit you and you don't have that depth, um, you run the risk of of really, really struggling, um, and it could be to the detriment of of the club. So, it was based on number one, building a culture at the club um, for the enjoyment of the guys, the guys wanting to be there. And I think when we got that right, the players started coming in, and and to to respect them, well they they've all bought into it. So even some of the senior guys that have joined us from Prem, um, that might have initially joined for the enjoyment of rugby again are just as eager as the rest of the guys to to jump back up into prem. So it's nice to see, um, and it gives a good vibe around around the players at the moment.
0: Definitely, cos if I can just before I hand over to you, if I can just say one thing about about Westville old boys, they like the toti of old. Yeah. They party as hard as yeah. they as they play, <laughs> and I think and we and we're laughing now. But you know, in, in club rugby, that is such a vital ingredient, it's, and for the yeah. boys that want to stay there and have a couple of drinks together, and and include the, the wives and the girlfriends, because ultimately if your wife and your girlfriends aren't, aren't there then yeah. the guys won't stay as you said, you know family life and so on and so yeah. forth but uh, we, we saw in the in the 10s yes. uh-huh. last year yes. I think uh, we, uh, we had a, we hosted one a game at, at, at Toti, and I think they nearly had to call the police to take Westville away because they were fighting <laughs> <partying> so hard. <laughs> but that's what it's about, isn't it, Rob?
1: I think we lost the link there for for a
0: bit.
1: Yeah. So sadly if we, so. Yeah. Sadly so. If we then can carry on with a with a curry cup, um, curry cup played this weekend, uh, Stormers. The Stormers versus or the the Western Province versus Griquas, uh, Griquas 22, Western Province 20. A bit of a, a shocker there, I think.
2: Recording in progress.
1: Western Province would have. Uh, would have done better, or yeah. we thought that they would have done better. See, I think Rob is back. I think we've got the link yes. back here. Uh,
0: Rob, <laughs> sorry guys, the link, the link just
1: froze on you No, there. No, think, no problem.
0: I think the link uh, dropped the right time where you, when we spoke about you guys parting side, the toties, So, <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I think it was deliberate. Uh, all, all fun, yeah, I no. think it was deliberate. Um, Rob, yeah. what What I wanted to ask you, um, you were talking about the Premier League players that um, that joined Westville Old Boys. Um, do you think those Premier League players that joined the club now with you uh, made your life easier Um, I I know you haven't played in the Premier but made your life easier going into Prem or maybe a little bit more difficult going into Prem um, knowing what Prem is all about
2: Oh, I think without a doubt they made life a fair bit easier I mean I think we can all sit and say, if you get quality players, any coach will be happy. Um, it's, it's done good for the club, and it's, the way they fit it in has actually made my life a whole lot easier. So it's not really what they're doing for me. They, they're all good club men. and um, They've been on the club scene for a long time. And, and that's always been our biggest thing as a club is getting guys in that suit our club. You know, it's not, not necessarily result-driven. Yes, we all, we all want results. Um, we all want to do well. But you know, it's that old added one one bag bad egg can really upset everything. So getting the right guys into me has been important and it's it's been based mainly on how they fit into the club. Um so to go back to your question it has made my life easier, but in turn it's it's also made my life a bit more difficult because we now do have guys challenging for positions where previously we didn't. So a few hard calls we have to be made um this season but you know, hopefully if everyone's fit, that's the dream, you want to make those hard and not be forced into changes. I think,
0: I think one good thing, if you look at any club, not necessarily a club that's just been promoted, yes. but if you look at any club and you play in a quality league like our Premier Division League is, um, and you've only got a bunch of youngsters playing, I think that in itself from a managing point of view and getting the team spirit to look with the youngsters, the team spirit yes. is always there and sometimes <laughs> that takes over. But I think where you would probably benefit as well is you've, uh, you've obviously been able to recruit players from different clubs that have played at a Prem division. So those are all your wise men coming in, settle things. When, yes. I mean, we, uh, we're not going to mention club names now, but you might play against a club where, where you're under the cosh those guys would probably have played for that same club or another club and they would know and they will actually settle the youngsters yes. down and I mean as a coach that's what we that's what we that's what we want. want because it helps yeah. us you don't need to do that motivation or half time speech because those guys would automatically take over yes. and just and just help these guys 100
1: percent i
2: very much like
1: the integration between the, the First division players that you that you had at the club before you guys now moved and, and and the the premier league players that came in now, how did that integration happen? How did you select how did the guys like um, accepted one another
2: look it's, it's i haven 't seen anything that 's been bad um, so you know there, there might be guys naturally that are competitive that are a little bit upset um, and guys that feel under pressure which I think is, is good for our side. It, it keeps everyone hungry. But again, it's, it's maybe where we've been lucky, and I don't want to say the word lucky because no one's enjoyed this COVID time, is we've integrated players in over the last two years. Um, so as opposed to trying to transform a whole new team for this season, um, we really only brought in maybe two or three extra players as opposed to what we had last season. And then naturally we've had other guys join us that will add to our squad depth, um, whether it be in first and second. You know, it's, we've got very good numbers at the moment, and I'm a, I'm a huge believer in you know we're only as strong as what our third side is. So if we can't start fielding a third side, we can have the best 15 players in KZN. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good results or be good for KZN rugby, or our club, should I say. So it's a very nice mix of experienced youth. Some of the older guys are back um, just to throw the ball around at a third team level, and it, it's looking very promising. It, it's and it's a it's a nice setup. Some of the third team guys are coming to training to start getting fit, and I think it's what you want from a club perspective.
0: Um, if I before we carry on to all the other discussions, uh, Rob, if I can ask you, obviously being in prem, you guys have done well uh, in the times that you played in the Murray Cup, and I know the union has been backing you. And I, to be honest, I think many. Many club coaches and players have been, have been talking about Westville old boys over the last two or three seasons and, and, and well done with that. I mean, um, I think if you guys didn't want to see yourselves go up, I think there's people outside of Westville that wanted to see you go up Definitely. and that's credit to you guys. What I want to ask is, obviously being your first year, although you've tasted Prem and rightfully so, you were saying that you haven't really played a full season in Prem, and it's hard, hard week in and week out and your conditioning has to be good and your your squad depth has to be good. But if you look at that now, if I can say it as a new team in, in playing in-prem, what are your ambitions? And, and obviously, have you set yourself targets and, and things like that as to what you want to do and where you want to go? Uh,
2: Mark, it's targets not so much just yet. Um, I think for us, one of our biggest internal targets is going to be is going to be retaining every point we can, um especially at home and um, picking up bonus points if we can but I think if if it was me we'd had to ask any one of the players or management at at Rob at the moment um to say we want to go up and not be competitive would be you know it would be allowed we want to go up and we want to compete and it's you know if we put ourselves in the in the right position, anything can happen um but we're certainly not there to to try a fuller number this season, which which I think is a mindset amongst the players and management at the moment, which is great, you know, go out, be competitive week after week and let the results speak to themselves. If we pick up big results or we lose narrow games, it's all, you know, it's all part of the learning and it's, uh, we're in a lucky position to to have a community around us. So if we have a decent year this year, just hopefully it means a club that can just grow from from strength to strength.
0: I agree. And you know, uh, winning, and and I I think obviously, uh, if you look at the players, I mean, players will always back themselves. As coaches, sometimes we think oh, we're up against this one, but you can never say it, so you keep motivating, and, and that's the honest truth, you know, that's what yeah. we do. And then obviously with that comes sponsorships and, and things like that. But, you know, what you're saying, I agree with you 100%. Um, I'm, uh, for one, I'm not saying this at all, but, I mean, you're a new team. You know, if you go with the mindset, we're winning the league this year, then maybe... Maybe that puts too much pressure, and you need to manage that as you go. And nothing stops you from winning the league. You know what I'm saying. As you say, if the results favor you, then so be it. But um, I do think, personally, I do think you guys will do well. You've showed it. The difference, as you were saying, is if you can continue that week in and week out and, and, and set that, that target, you know. But, Rob, from my side, from a, from a club perspective, and as I said, I know the union backed you guys as well, I think you guys are going are gonna to have a good one. So well done with thank that.
1: Thank you. Man. Thanks uh, guys. I also believe we're going to have a, a good season and good luck. Just thank you guys. <laughs> appreciate it. Cool. If we then can talk about bit of curry cup, um, curry cup happening this year or the season. <laughs> can we just pause season? there? Why?
0: While we add at that, sorry, just the bell or the... the sorry, Mark's a bit slow. Down. He's always a bit slow. Talk to us a little bit. You as well. For the they haven't even started playing in the Premier League yet because obviously there's no league. Yeah. You guys had a guy pulled up into the Curry Cup squad. Yes. You want to talk to us about that?
2: Yeah, it's called uh, Josh Moon. Yeah, that's all you want to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no shame. Josh has uh, Josh joined us last year, um, and oh, he's just—I think it just rejuvenated his, yeah. you know, his career. He's he's joined us for right reason to really just enjoy playing rugby again i think he had a few hard years down at uct and uh, with province and in that seven setup um, say a few hard years you know he had that make or break point um and i think by the time he had got back here he was almost willing to throw in the towel and just say that's me done so i think last year with a bit of league and, and that 10s tournaments, he was he was really really good yeah. um, and it's i know especially the 10s uh, that finals day posted by us at well but he caught the attention of a few of the sharks guys. Um and it's it's amazing. He's taken his opportunity, he's he's down there every day training, he's up at the club every Tuesday and Thursday night chatting to the guys, helping guys out. So he's he's been a real asset to us. He's a very good club man. Um and it's it's nice to see it it's great to see club guys getting a chance again. You
0: know
1: that's one of those
0: Nice positive stories it is a I mean, positive Coming out of nowhere
1: isn't, isn't that why we have club rugby Isn't that why club rugby yes, exists yes. Is to give youngsters like that op- op- An opportunity to play curry cup And to play provincial
0: rugby oh, Sorry if I can just
1: exactly, exactly
2: that, If
0: I can just end off on this We're going to the curry cup now um, But this is part of the reason why, why we wanted To bring you on to the show Because what we want to talk about a little bit is club rugby yes. So if we are going to move on I'd just like to ask you one question uh, you've obviously had the experience now of him going to the Currie Cup, but how important, and I think people look past that for the simple reason that there's so much happening on the Currie Cup front and the URC front and so forth, how important is club rugby for the survival of rugby in South
2: Africa? Oh, Mark, massively, I mean, think it's, it's, it's the breeding ground really for, for where all of our talents coming from. It's, you know, you, you're limited the way I look at it. You're limited to what you can pull out of school, um, and that drop-off of guys in their first two or three years out of school because they haven't made it is massive. So your your catchment net, so to speak, is your is your club game. Um, and a guy like Josh, a guy like Iniradebe at Rovers, that's okay. where they've been picked up, rejuvenated again, and you know, and have gone on to to higher colours. So for me, it's probably one of the most important uh, levels of the game right now. Um, I think it's, it's a massive part of SA rugby and it needs to be looked after properly. You speak about our KZN league being strong and the stronger we can get, the better it is for ultimately for Sharks rugby.
0: Would you, would you say we're talking seniors now, but your under 20s is vital? I know most clubs are still yes. battling with under 20s and I think it's countrywide, not just in KZN. Are you guys going to field the under 20 side this year?
2: This year we won't, but our, our big push is for under 20 side next year. Uh, again, it's probably something out of our control, um, whether it's it's you guys or us or any other club. At the moment, um, just the nature of under 20 rugby, is, uh, in my opinion, not in a good space. Um, you know, so and, until that's sorted, then then hopefully it it can work itself out. It's I don't know if it's a balance between guys just wanting to be contracted or guys just maybe being pushed too hard at schools and not really wanting to play rugby for a year or two after school and take a break from the game, it's, I don't have the answer for it, but it's, I think the stronger we can get under 20 rugby, the better we're all going to be but, ultimately anyway. But you are 100% right, Carson. Yes. and, and oh, what yes. he's
0: saying, it's not a wob thing, sorry I asked you that question, but yeah. you are one no, of no, no, many no. clubs, you know, no. we, we ourselves are battling and there's no. many clubs. You know, if you want to call them the so-called bigger clubs, some right. of them are battling in the, in the years gone by, they put two teams together in the under-20s, some of them are battling, so you are 100%, right?
1: Yeah, but yeah. I mean, most of the clubs are battling to put under-18s together, and if you look at the schools, and especially in the Mums & Toti, you look at three high schools, and, and, and the Mums & Toti battles to put an under-18 side together. Now, that's yeah. out of three high schools yeah. in the area that's all playing under-18 rugby, first-team rugby. And you battle to put an under-18s together. Now, if you can't put an under 18 together, how are you going to put an under-20 team together? And and, and it's difficult. It's it's very difficult for all of us.
0: But let's hope both Wob and Toti can field proper under-20 sides next year. It
1: would be nice. Yeah, I hope so. It would be awesome. It would be really, really cool. It will be awesome. Now, Mark, if you're done done now, then (laughs) I can carry on with the carry cup. No problem at all. By the way, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, cup results this weekend. Um, Lions versus the Sharks in Johannesburg. Sharks, 45. Lions, 31. Um, Pumas versus Cheetahs in Nelsprate, Cheetahs, 28. Pumas, 17. And then what we spoke about um, in Kimberley. Griequas, 22. Western Province 20. Mark, if I can start with you, your thoughts on these games? Well, yet
0: again, um, we all knew, well, we've known for, for years now that was is a different kettle of fish at home. They proved it yet again. Um, I do, however, feel for for Western Province because Western Province are now on a three-game losing streak. Yes. They are under pressure now, and you know, we've spoken about the URC with the Lions before where we said now players might start doubting and questioning and so on and so forth. So that would always have been a, a difficult one. And for GRIQUAS to stay in the game, um, because it was 10-12 at halftime and they won at 20-22, so technically 10 points apiece, um, for them to stay at home in the game, I think it's, it's wonders for them. You know. So if you go to the Pumas and the Toyota Cheetahs, at home, Pumas playing, I think they would be disappointed. Um, it was a close very close one at, at halftime and it was a close one again at the end. Um, uh, I still feel though that the cheetahs should do better. Uh, you know they, they are a team that played in the URC before they play, played pro 14. Um, they know how to play they got some quality some quality players there, some spring box um, and for that for that specific score I look obviously for you would be happy because they won obviously they're on the right track the pumas under Jimmy Stonehouse is a bit under pressure at the moment, uh, Rob, because, um, you know, they want to win. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the Celsius Sharks and, and the Sigma Lions, um, I don't think it was as easy as, as the scoreline shows. I mean, when I say that, it's only a 14-point point difference. But yet again... The team that the Sharks play against the last, or the second half, the last 20 minutes in the URC and in the Curry Cup have always come back and here's a prime example yet again. Half time 27 to the Lions, I mean, to the Sharks, final score 41, uh, 45-31. So Rob, how do you feel um, with regards to, let's talk Sharks quickly because you're at home, yeah. How do you feel, or what do you feel is the issue there maybe, because both we, we saw in the URC with, with yes. Western Province playing here, or the Stormers playing here. I mean, the Stormers came back in the second half and it was a draw. And when we were in Cape Town, I mean, they, it's the second half that cost us.
2: Yeah, it's, Bob, it's tough. It's, I personally, um, I'm thoroughly enjoying watching the Sharks. I think trying to get back to that attacking mindset. I mean, we, we can all sit and, and poke holes in the attack or their defense, but it's you know, you've got to have a DNA at some point. And I think if we all look back at the Sharks over the years, the flair that they used to play with is, I think, what they're trying to get back, which is a very high-risk game. So you run the risk of of losing games, um, tapering off towards the end of the game. But I think, for me, what, what you're seeing in terms of a the system there, it looks great. It's sort of a fair bit of work, no doubt. Um, and obviously, changes like about the other Curry Cup side, there's changes week in and week out. Um, but the guys are buying inserts. There was a time where Sharks couldn't buy a win at the Ellis Box. So, you know, we go up there now and you're you winning those games by those margins and I'm sure anyone would take them.
0: Uh, no, they're now top of the log in the Curry Cup.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, the Cheetahs, talking about the Cheetahs and the Pumas, don't you think the Cheetahs would have thought that they might be doing better in sprite, Um after coming off a win in at, at, at Loftus Fairfield against the Bulls. Don't you think they would have backed themselves more?
2: I thought I, I did. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not too sure if you, if you guys caught too much of the game. It's one of the games I actually watched the whole game on the weekend. I only caught probably 40 minutes of the Sharks game. But I was quite disappointed. The standard of the level of rugby, actually, look, it could be fatigue or the travel. We don't know what's behind that, but... Even a simple point right towards the end of the game, Fran Stein had an opportunity to knock the ball into touch to go for their bonus point and they, they settled for that three pointer to take the to take the scoreboard pressure out really to put it to an eleven point game. So I don't know, it's it's maybe hot and cold, The cheaters look amazing one week, um and vice versa. And they, they just didn't look great. Some of their basics I felt and said they weren't great. Kicked the kicked the ball away a lot, which is quite uncharacteristic for them.
0: So, uh, is that a tactic of what, uh, Rob? Rock? <laughs> in hand. In hand. <laughs> 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 only
2: kidding. <laughs> yeah. But if you, if you look at the cheetahs historically, how they've played, yeah, they've yeah. also had an amazing brand of rugby. Yeah, no um, doubt. Just, Saturday just didn't seem the cheetah side of, of late, really. Uh, I agree with you.
1: Mm. If we can talk about URC, United Rugby Championships. Um, our team's going overseas now. They're all out there now. Um, Zebra Bulls on the 25th on Friday. Um, your feelings, Rob?
2: Uh, you've, you've got to give that to Bulls. But travelling is never easy. But if, I think if you asked realistically any one of the SA coaches which game they would like to have away, that's the, probably the two Italian sides that they would ask for. Yes. So. I think the pressure on all the SA sides to get results up, so those will be the ones
0: that they target properly. I agree. I mean, if you look at Zebra, I mean, they've been, they have really been battling all along. Look, some of their games were close, but um, the Lions beat them off the the bat right in the beginning and since then it's just gone pear-shaped for them, you know, they haven't been successful at all and, having said that, if there is a game, we spoke about teams going to Loftus while they've yes. been battling. That's the yeah. time to beat them at Loftus because they're battling, and Fort Loftus is a place where you don't win. Yeah. The Bulls, for themselves, to, to stake that claim again and to start getting motivated again to do well, this is a, the, the game to do yeah, it.
1: This is the game. Um, Leinster Lions... I'd, I'd, I'd is, that, <laughs> is that all you're going to get out your <laughs> so, speech?
0: So, so Rob, <laughs> just to let you know, this poor guy on my right—he's actually a Lions supporter. Um, having said that, let's 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 be honest. I mean, we've had we've had a few of the Lions coaching staff in studio yep. before, and they are really, really working hard behind the scenes. Um, what one mustn't forget, and I always say this—they are a young side. They are probably at that level, still yep. learning the ropes and whatever. The coaching staff are also young in the sense of a combination, only their first year. And I mean, they took over where things weren't going well. So there's a lot of question marks. But I said, sad to say, I think Leinster is going to be too strong for them.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think it's also it's tough that maybe they haven't come out yet with COVID. Uh, I think when URC started, we all complained of the (laughs) the box being on interview tour, and they had full strength sides. You've now got Leinster that. Arguably, are the weakest they'll be during URC yeah. with the Irish players being in the um, Six Nations, but, but they're still good. They're still going to be very good <laughs> at the very no clinical for sure. side. Uh, no, for You'd rather sure. meet them out here in Ellis Park, I'd assume, than yeah. over there. But yeah. I think Leinster will be too good, very clinical side. Um, um, but the Lions the Lions won't get on a lot of fight, yeah. that's
1: for sure. No, sadly, yeah. so you're right. And then on Saturday, the 26th, uh, Connacht versus Stormers. I think that's actually going to be quite a good game. Um, Gnacht haven't been bad
0: at all Um, They've won a few, they've obviously lost one or two But I think the Stormers, they're going to test the Stormers That's for sure Um, Look, the Stormers haven't really hit their straps either Although they've started doing well they top of the South African log Um, But I think it's going to be a tough nut to crack Rob? I
2: think probably a very tight game If I'm not mistaken, they've got terrible weather over there at the moment So probably a very, very scrappy game Bit of kicking, um, quite a physical game. But I think it's Mark's correct. I think that will probably be a game you want to watch this weekend. You um, live an evenly matched side over there. Yes. I think
0: from a technical point and a tactical point, it's going to be a, a, a yes. good game to watch. But the Stormers can't really complain because, you know, in the winter, when they play in the winter, it's also rain and it's windy and wet yeah. and whatever. So they'll be accustomed to that. I don't, think, I don't think they can use that as an excuse, put it that way. But it is going to be difficult and uh it's going to be tough
1: yeah and then the the big one for us obviously uh benetton sharks if i can go to rob first yeah, i want to <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I think <laughs> falls back to um look i'm not saying that weak at all um, but no. i think it falls back to my comment with the bills i think if you had to ask any you know, the sharks management what game they would want to also be over there so I'm hoping the sharks can pull that off. I, I trust they should, um, but I, I, yeah, I'd pick I'd pick sharks,
0: sharks for that one. Look, I've said this week in and week out. In theory, the sharks have no excuse. We've got we've got the most Springboks in our team yeah. out of all our franchises. We just haven't detailed straps yet. I mean, we've got the Springbok captain and the best, probably the best centre in the world. And our backline is basically Springboks. Yes. Um, we shouldn't have an excuse. We've got an Argentine playing for us. It's just that chemical and that mechanics that's not working well just for us at the connecting. moment. And don't forget I, I know all the Italians were there but Benetton turned the blue bulls upside down at the yes, end of last year so yet you can't take it but personally I think Sean Everett and his charge would be highly disappointed if we don't I'd be as frank as saying is getting a bonus point there. Really. Yeah. It's
1: time. So it's a is it safe to say that between the two of you, you decided that at least three of the South African franchises should win? I think two, two should comfortably. Two and a half plus a loss. <laughs> yeah,
0: <and> <laughs> I think Rob and I should actually coach together. I think we'll actually work quite well together. Um, yeah, no, look, it's going to be difficult, but I think, I think we'll have more than at least 50%. Definitely. At least we'll, 50%. We'll, I can't see us losing
1: overseas. In other words, Except for the Lions. No, no let's back them. Uh, let's back let's the back Lions. Then. Maybe they yeah. do it. Okay, then if we can carry on with some six nations here um, this coming weekend. Uh, Saturday the 26th, Scotland, France, England, Wales. Rob, your predictions? Let's Let's talk about Scotland, France.
2: Yeah, I've got to back the Scots at home. They they just they're looking very, very good at home. I know they had a tough one against Wales in a way, they let that slip. But yeah, the Scottish at home at the moment are, are very threatening. Um and it's still that, that French side maybe a little bit is, is a little bit more consistent than in the years gone past, but yes. you still don't know what French side you're gonna get. So I'm gonna go pull the Scots on that.
0: I think Scotland's uh, anthem is brilliant. It's stopped. There. <laughs> <laughs> so at, at home, when the backpipes <laughs> start playing and the crowd get behind them, I, 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 I tend to agree with you, Rob. Having said that, though, we've, uh, we've had the pleasure of having Flock, Salia, in studio as yeah. well with the French. Their kicking game has come on a long, yeah, long way. I mean, kicking yeah. out of hand, kicking to poles, whatever. Um, they've done very well. But, you know, Scotland have Peter de Villiers there as their scrum coach. Um, you know, so, and there's a few South Africans playing on the Scottish side, and I agree with you, at home they've been phenomenal. I also think that playing against Wales would have been a little bit of a wake-up call for Scotland, because I think when they played England they thought it's theirs. Yeah. The problem here is, France is the only team that can still win the Grand Slam. Um, as we said, they're preparing for next year, and they've won a win away from home. For me, that is also going to be the, the game of the, of the weekend.
1: Okay, you you said last week or the week before that uh, the game France Ireland, the team that wins that game is the one to be to be noted. Yep. And France won that game. Yep. Now you go to to Scotland for this one. Why don't you back France now?
0: No, I am backing France. I still no. think they'll win. You um, still think they'll? Yeah, win. yeah. No, it's it's not going to be easy, but I still think okay. France will win. Just want to make but sure but that, this, you uh, can... and that's why I'm saying because the Scots at home. <laughs> Yeah. Rob Scott, the Scots <laughs> um, at home are a different kettle of fish. But yeah. I think the the French, if the French flair come out, look, the, the Scots defensively have been quite good. Uh, yeah. Look, they attack with Hog at the back. I mean, yeah. their attack is as phenomenal. Um, obviously, they've got of Marwa on the wing and so on and so forth. So we can talk about that a lot. But if if the France side get their composure right, and and the ball starts doing the work and they start believing, then uh, I think it's going to be a, a tough tough nut to crack for the Scots. But France will be prepared for that.
1: Yeah. Uh, then England, Wales? Rob? I just, all I want to say, I just want to call
2: Wales. I just really <laughs> want Wales to win that one. <laughs> We all do.
0: Even though though England are playing at home. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
2: I just want Wales to
0: win.
2: Uh, No, look, England... You're not biased, are you? No, not at all. Marcus Smith could be a game changer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Look, that youngster has been absolutely phenomenal. And, and, you know, there's a lot of critics out for Eddie Jones. Yeah. He's fortunate that he's got a youngster in Marcus Smith. I mean, that youngster has put his hand yeah, up. he's brilliant. Look, he's, he's, he's typical 21, 22-year-old, 23-year-old roundabout there is He's is, is that youngster on the field. But that's what you want, to, to spark certain things. Yeah. What is important here, although he's so young and he's got some older heads around him, I think the older heads are actually rallying around Marcus Smith when normally it's the other yeah. way around. Yeah. Because he's so phenomenally good, he dictates a game, he reads a game well, he's not scared to take the ball up. But isn't that
1: what play. you want from your fly oh, Yeah, yeah,
0: no, most definitely.
1: No, exactly. It's exactly
2: what uh, it's right. so, so I think,
0: I th- look, both, both sides aren't, are. aren't playing their best rugby. Yeah. Um, Wales have actually been, and that's why it was a surprise last weekend when Scotland lost to Wales. Yes. Um, Wales haven't been at their best. I think that game against the Scots would obviously given Wales a bit of a Bit of a maybe we can do this, yeah. but England know they need to bounce back. They need they know they need to win all their games if they even have a sniff at the Six Nations. So um, it's going to be a tough one, but I think England's going to be too strong. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> I'm saying Scott for Scotland because you've got one up there, <laughs> yeah.
1: and then and then on Sunday, Ireland, Italy, Italy. <laughs> You're also going for Italy, yeah,
2: that could that could be a big shame. It's Italians just can't seem to string it together at the moment, unfortunately.
0: Um I yeah, think I think Ireland bar, Ireland bar plenty. I think one of the eyes will win, definitely.
1: One of the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. One of the
0: eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I agree with you. I mean and, and Italy are playing in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, Ireland is a phenomenal side. I mean they've played so well. I mean for the French to beat them was was honestly hard work and, and I think if if the Irish went back there's a few things that they could have changed as to the way they approached it and what they did at certain times. That was a close game. And I mean, fr- I think as, we, as it stands, France and Ireland are your best two sides yes. in the Six Nations. Um, and sorry to say, although Italy, Italy has actually improved. They've actually played quite well in the Six Nations yes. this year compared to, to the past. But Ireland's going to be- they done strong. much better, yeah. Yeah,
1: Ireland's going to be way too strong. Yeah. Rob, gentlemen, thank you very much. Really appreciate your time, appreciate you joining us and sharing your your thoughts with us. It was only a pleasure.
2: Thank you, guys. Thanks, Mark.
0: Yeah, Rob, thanks a lot and all the best to you and Johan Stander there by you guys. He's been a stalwart of Westville Old Boys for the last couple of years. So uh, congrats to you guys and definitely congratulations to to be promoted to the Premier Division. You guys thoroughly deserve it. Except you. when you play against Toti. So, right. <laughs> we'll see. What be? I think it
2: Friday the 4th of May,
0: eh? Sorry, what was that? <laughs>
2: Friday the 4th
0: of May, I think it is. Down in Toti. Down in Toti. <laughs> hey, you know what happens uh. in Toti on a Friday, so it's fine. <laughs> 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 Thank and you very much. Just me, remember, our, our pub closes at 10 o'clock when Westville Old Boys arrive. Chamber so. <laughs> <laughs> up, all the no, best yeah, and and, no. and, 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 no. and yeah, keep, keep grinding. You guys are yes. doing phenomenal work oh. and, at Westville. Thanks a well lot Well done for and all
2: chat. the best. Oh, thanks guys. Appreciate it guys. Thanks.
1: Thank you. Mark, appreciate thank that. you very much. Appreciate your time again and chatting some rugby. Always nice sharing time with you. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Always nice having another face in the studio. Yes. So uh, yeah, to you as well, thank you very much. Enjoy your, enjoy your weekend. Lots to talk about next week, that's for sure. Lots to talk
1: about. Thank you to the viewers and the listeners. Really appreciate from myself, Kasper Els and Mark Cameron. And from the Touchline Studio, have a great rugby week.